What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode number 87. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined, as always, again this evening by Putin. Putin has small PP. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, Putin does. Vlad has the smallest of PPs, in fact. Vlad can barely, barely impale her. <laughs> oh, that's good. I really enjoy that. What a guy. What a guy that Vlad is. A fucking guy. So what's good tonight, Travis? Anything? No, nothing. Nothing too good. Um, I, I did want, you did send me one of the greatest things. And I hope this this goes down as one of the greatest things in the history of of mankind. Oh, of a group of thirteen men on an island telling a Russian warship to go fuck themselves as right before they die. Yes, incredibly sad that they're dead. Also, fucking legends. Yes, like, yes, I'm all for it. All for it. Unbelievable, mm-hmm. crazy shit going on in the world. But uh, those guys, <laughs> those guys are unforgettable. What better way to go out than telling telling somebody to go fuck yourself? Right. I mean, and then, and then isn't today that everybody's our, dream? Right. And then today, one of our military commanders saying, "Yeah, yeah, if you want to fight us, uh, you just you just won't raise your kids." Like, can we <laughs> can we pump the brakes a little bit? <laughs> yeah, Jesus, we're getting a little we're getting a little hyped up. A little well, we've lost like three wars in a row, I think. So maybe yeah. we should calm down. Yeah, it took, we've spent twenty years in the desert and we still didn't win. Thought we'd win our. <laughs> You'd, th- you'd think we learned our lesson after we spent how many every years in the jungle and didn't win there either. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, uh, but yeah, there are there's some crazy shit going on, but this is a uh, this is a PlayStation podcast, so we're gonna we're gonna keep all that away, and we're gonna just have some fun and give you some PlayStation news, and we won't we won't worry about that stuff. Don't worry about old old Vlad. So uh, so Travis, like I like I alluded to, we are a weekly podcast where you and I get together each and every week, and we discuss all of the news, rumors, new game releases, and much more in the world of PlayStation. We sprinkle in a little touch of nonsense, and we do it all in under 90 minutes. We post new episodes on Monday on all the usual podcast services, including the one that you are listening to at this very moment. We also post episodes on YouTube, as well as game streams and clips, uh, I've got one uploading at the moment as we speak, actually, some more insurgency. Uh, it's been a few days since I posted anything. I'm also sitting on some Horizon Forbidden West open world gameplay and a little bit more Rainbow Six Extraction as well. So those will those will be coming. If you want to talk with us and chat PlayStation or video games or Vlad, possibly, but hopefully not, you can find <laughs> us on social media at the Twitter at the DualSense Pod, as well as Instagram and Facebook, which are both the DualSense podcast. And we also have a blog, a WordPress blog. It is called the DualSensePodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, we post new episodes there as well, as well as our nice-looking photographs. A couple of nice-looking men we are, and uh, you can you can check it out if you want to. Mm-hmm. So Solid sixes and sevens. <laughs> that, that's correct. That's all, that's all you can ask for, ladies. And We're both married, by the way. Sorry. Not to each other. Not Yes, correct. <laughs> I'm just saying, just in case anybody's wondering. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, not yet. So our wives think we are, but uh, without further ado here, Travis, let's, let, us, let us jump into this busy week of news, starting with number one. 
The long-rumored revamp of PlayStation subscription services codenamed Project Spartacus appears to be closer than ever, Travis, and it may coincide with a likewise heavily rumored State of Play showcase. According to VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb, the reveal of the subscription service is imminent, as he stated on his recent podcast, quote, it's probably getting pretty close to this actually launching. Something's probably going to happen by the end of this month, and I don't think that necessarily means publicly. I think in terms of the internal milestone of where the service needs to be, end quote. Grubb also confirms that, as rumored, the Spartacus service will arrive with three tiers, starting at $10 a month, the Essential, Extra, and Premium tiers. The Essential tier is currently planned to be a to be $10 a month, excuse me, and is essentially PlayStation Plus as we currently know it. The Extra tier is $13 a month and stacks a catalog of downloadable games onto the base tier, according to Grubb. And the premium tier will cost $16 a month and includes everything from the first two tiers along with full game trials, although Grubb did say he is unclear on how these work, as well as cloud streaming and a library of classic games. In regards to the classic games, Grubb said, quote, I don't know what classic games means, but I do know that it's a major part of the premium tier. So you have game trials, classic games, and streaming on the premium tier, end quote. All of this coincides with Bloomberg's reporting that Sony is planning to reveal Project Spartacus this spring for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, and that it will feature a three-tiered structure. Elsewhere, and perhaps related, insiders Tom Henderson and Nick Baker from the Xbox Era podcast both claim this week that there are rumblings of some, of some sort of PlayStation showcase coming in March, with Baker calling it, quote-unquote, the good one. In addition to Spartacus, there are a number of other factors fueling the idea of a March showcase, including the looming launch of PlayStation VR 2, an unannounced release date for God of War Ragnarok, the Last of Us multiplayer project, a Final Fantasy 16 update, and a general lack of information regarding what the PlayStation Studios release schedule looks like for the back half of 2022 and beyond. All right, so quite a bit to, to take in there, but this is our first real look at what Project Spartacus is. So what do you think? Uh, you know, two two surface level things off the top. First of all, mm-hmm. we already had the good one. It was the GT Seven State of Play. So <laughs> I don't I don't know what his what I don't know what his beef is. Uh, Touche. Uh, we we can get into it later if he wants. Uh, also, I love the name Spartacus. I don't know why people hate it so much on the internet. I really enjoy yeah. it being called Spartacus. I I'm cool with it. But anyway, just to start at the bottom here, just just because I can. Uh, you know the idea that uh, we're due for something a, a bigger showcase didn't really catch a lot of wind with me. I, I'd seen it in a lot of different, I guess, places. You know, it popped up on Reddit and Twitter and, and in some blog posts, and I didn't really think it was that needed for March until I realized that we haven't really heard much about what's happening at the end of the year with PlayStation release dates, etc. What games mm-hmm. actually are coming, uh, expectations, and all that fun stuff. So my mm-hmm. hunch was. They are waiting for PSVR 2 to be solidified before they kind of jump down that route. And based off of what we are going to talk about in the next bullet point, um, it mm-hmm. seems like that would line up. So that, that suddenly makes a lot of sense to me. And I would fully expect something within, within the next 30 days as far as the state of play goes. Sure. Kind of, you know, especially if the, the Spartacus rumors are true. Uh, the thing that surprised me and the only thing that surprised me about these sort of uh, would you call it like a Spartacus leak or whatever you want to call it, was the pricing tier. I thought it would be much more expensive. Like I was expecting right. 10 20 and $30. Mm-hmm. $16 for the top tier a month is not crazily unaffordable. 
right. know, ten dollars for what you basically get at, at the minimum to only add six more dollars a month really isn't much at all. Like that's just like don't go buy lunch one day, and right. you can have the top tier. So you know, I just expected it to be a lot more cro- price prohibitive than it is. I wonder if that's a reflection of what you know Microsoft is doing with their you know with with Game Pass, and maybe they were afraid they would price themselves out of the market. Maybe. Um, that that would be a question I would have for them, mm-hmm. but other than that, I I really want to know, you know, like like what Grub said. What is a classic game? What does that mean? Yeah, I assume it's PS one and PS two stuff, but you know, uh, they have to be digital, right? Mm-hmm. As far as streaming goes, we assume there was streaming involved in this, but this kind of um really puts it on there, especially with those classic games, because I assumed that the streaming would include every kind of thing trial classic whatever those would all be part of the stream but this mm-hmm. almost reads like you would download the classic game just like you would any game now maybe you could stream some other type of things uh, you know i'd like some clarity on that i'm sure we'll get that soon but they really surprised me by making it as affordable as it is like that's the main thing i took from this was that this is suddenly affordable and kind of off opens up this whole backlog of games to a lot of people and i did not expect that yeah, we got we got a lot of good info, a lot of answers, but we also got a lot of questions too mm-hmm. as well. And you alluded to some of those. And you know, one of the things that the biggest things that I think is unclear is, you know, like you said, what are classic games? And like Jeff says, what are those? Do that do those include all uh, former PlayStation systems? You know, from PS One all the way through, uh, let's say PlayStation Portable, because Vita still exists pretty much. If so you know, whatever generations that includes, then again, like you said, does that mean that we have to stream those? Like we have to stream, you know, PS3 games, I think still on PlayStation now, or are we going to be able to download these games? For instance, are they going to put Metal Gear Solid 1 on the service and you can download it and you can play it and earn trophies possibly? Like, what does it look like? Yeah. If you can earn trophies on these old games, I think that suddenly changes. I think that's huge. The marketability. Yeah. Yeah, if you can earn trophies on these old games, oh, then I, th- I think that's huge. And maybe that is a possibility. Like maybe it's only like they pick five classic games a month and put them and add them to the service, and they have you know they're downloadable. They have trophy support. Right. Maybe that's the case. We don't know, but that's exciting. You know, if that's they're an downloadable possibility. and they're old, they're not going to be huge either. Right. I mean, it's going to be tiny, tiny, tiny. Right. Oh yeah. And they need they have to be downloadable in my opinion. They cannot be stream only. They cannot. They have to be downloadable, I think, for this to be kind of a big W. Also, one of the bigger questions for me, too, in regards to classic games is on the Xbox side, for instance, when you play these older games, they they have some improvements based uh, that, are, that are done by the hardware. So there are a lot of older games on Xbox that get 60 frames per second and that sort of thing and some resolution boosts. So... Are we going to get old games with some improvements, like not necessarily like remastered by the developers or anything, but just like system hardware level boosts, like like frame boosts and things like that? Like I said, are we going to get that, or are we just going to literally get the games, you know, as is? So a lot of questions there on that end. However, I think that's awfully exciting about the possibility of having classic games. You know, I think back on some of the ones that uh, I would like to go back to and. Also, to your point about the pricing, I think that 
I am surprised by it a little bit as well. You know, like you said, they are competing with Game Pass. You don't want to get too crazy. Um, so I think Game Pass Ultimate is like $15 a month. And so this one at the top tier is going to be 16 to so a dollar more. Uh, people were kind of making a big deal about PlayStation Plus essentially going to be $10 a month. I don't think people realize that it already is $10 a month if you pay per month because right. normally people buy for the year and pay 60. So people were like, oh my God, they're going to make us pay $10 a month for PlayStation Plus. It's like, no, guys, for for the monthly price, it already is $10. The other thing that we don't know is in terms of pricing, or are these going to have annual prices? Are you going to have to pay per month? Or are you going to be, or are you going to be able to buy like a one year uh, subscription of it and get a discount? So that's another big question. Uh, I actually think that the pricing means that we're not going to get PlayStation first party games day one. There's just mm-hmm. no way. I don't think they want to do that anyway. But with this pricing, if this holds up and this is true, there's no way that they're going to give us uh, games day one. Now, the game trials, certainly. That sounds like we're going to get that on first-party games, but the games themselves, no. Doesn't sound like it. You get a lot of five hours. Yeah. Yeah, you get some some timed trials, which they used to do that on PS3, if you remember. Like, game trials were a big thing on PS3 if you had PlayStation Plus. Like, that used to be, like, one of the benefits of it. Um, I remember there were several games I played for like an hour, uh, on a game trial on PS3. So I I was thinking that it was going to be like $20 a month and then at the top, and then you got everything, including day one games. And I still think that would be a fantastic price point if they ever decided to do that. But anyway, all in all, generally, this is very exciting. The catalog of games on the second tier sounds like what we've kind of been talking about on the show, that it's going to be just PlayStation now you know, kind of rolled into the service in a way because that is a catalog of, of hundreds of games. That so sounds like that's what that is. It's exciting and it doesn't sound like we're going to have to wait too much longer because these rumors are starting to heat up that there is a showcase incoming in March. And it makes sense because they, you know, they get Horizon out, they get uh, Gran Turismo out. And I don't think they give a fuck about Ghostwire Tokyo at the end of the month. I think they'll just bury it. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably, hon- <laughs> honestly, probably what they'll do, whatever that whatever week that comes out, I think March 24th or 25th or something that Ghostwire comes out, they'll probably have the showcase like a couple of days before that, and they'll just fucking bury that game. This is my guess. So, yeah, there's a lot going on here. Things are about to get very interesting. And I feel like this is something that launches like, a couple of weeks after they announce it, like April. I feel like we're going to have this in April. And the last thing I did want to say, I almost forgot. So one, the other, I guess, like really big thing that we're unclear on is, so everybody already, not everybody, but a lot of people are already subscribed to PlayStation Plus. And a lot of people are already subscribed to PlayStation Now. So what does this mean for people who are subscribed to those things? Do those roll over in any way? Because like I'm somebody who stacked PlayStation Plus till like 2024, you know? Because it was on sale all the time. Um, so how does that affect yeah. our memberships currently and what is that? I hope it just credits us out. Like we yeah. get seventy dollars worth of whatever. Cool. Here's seventy dollars. Yeah. How do you want to use it? Perfect. Yeah, that would be dope. Because I'm gonna go for the top tier. So I I don't know what the hopefully they can get that right. I don't have a lot of faith that they can get that part right, but hopefully they can. Number two. Sony finally unveiled the PlayStation VR 2 headset this week after previously revealing the headset's controller, the PlayStation VR 2 Sense controller. 
Sony Interactive Entertainment Senior Vice President of Platform Experience. It's a mouthful. Mr. Hideaki Nishino once again dropped by the PlayStation blog to share new details and photos. The headset is very sleek looking and, as you might imagine, mirrors the aesthetic of both the Sense controller and the PlayStation 5 itself. A couple of features are remaining from the original PlayStation VR, such as an adjustable scope and headband, and the placement of the stereo headphone jack. But of course, there are several new features coming to the, with the next-gen VR rig as well, including a lens adjustment dial to move the lens distance between your eyes, and a slimmer design with a slight reduction in weight. There is also a new vent designed to let air out of the headset to prevent the lenses from fogging up. And finally, Nishino com- confirmed that PlayStation VR 2 development kits have already been sent to developers, which lines up with the rumors that studios like Kojima Productions received the kits back in the fall of last year. So did you see the headset and you have any thoughts? Yeah, I saw it. It looks pretty awesome. Uh, it kind of looks like they took a PS5 and then the PSVR and then had a baby with an Oculus. Or, uh, you know yes. what I mean? It's like, it's kind of in the same realm as that to me. But yeah, so I assume that the hand the, the hand controllers will have a lot of the dual sense and then they'll be able to give you some you know, feedback in that sense, which will be really, really cool. We know that the headset itself will be have, have some little vibrations in it. It's just going to be awesome. I'm glad they added the vents because for somebody like me, who's anytime I wear goggles, they fog up. It's like unbelievable. Mm. That would be an issue I would assume I would have with VR. So I'm glad that's in there. I feel a lot better about this being a good product from the jump. One, because it's the second version, but also, you know, these developers have had this at least since the fall of last year, some of them have. And we know Hitman was talked about yeah. as a VR game, so you know they've been working on it. Obviously, they already had something oh, yeah. to play with when they when they released that game last year. So, And everybody knows that GT, GT7, uh, i got to get used to saying mm-hmm. that, is going to have this VR capability <laughs> to it as well. Mm-hmm. And you know that it's probably pretty... To be what Polyphony will want that to be for the game, mm-hmm. they had to have already had some version of it to play with. So... I, I suddenly feel okay about buying this on day one when I maybe did it mm-hmm. a few months ago. I'm very excited about this. I, and I never thought I would say that because, you know, PSVR and VR in general has been kind of lost on me. I, I feel like it's very niche. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's not very mainstream. And the experiences that we have now are not all that great. There are a few standout games and experiences in VR, but not nothing that'll, I don't think that is. That, that that you're missing out terribly on necessarily of everything we've seen of everything that they've told us about this machine uh it sounds very premium right it sounds like a very premium vr experience like steve jobs would get out his good jeans for the release <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and uh i'm excited about this i there is a rumor that it is going to launch in the second quarter of this year. So that would be April, May, June. I think that's a little too soon, although we do know everything about it right. at this point, it's a, except for the price and release date. We know everything else about it other than price and release date. However, there are now rumors today that I saw. I didn't get to include it in the show notes, but there is a rumor because apparently a Chilean video game retailer has a June 2022 placeholder release date for... Of course. Not for this, though. Not for this. Oh. For, God, for God of War Ragnarok. What the fuck? Yes. So there's a theory now. I was talking with 
someone on Twitter about this. He's a he's a YouTuber, and I he he tweeted this out about there's a chance that God of War could come in June, and I said something like, "Okay, so then the the focus would be to really go all in on PSVR two for the holiday." And he said, "Yes, hmm. I could see that because typically you launch hardware in the holiday, you know, in right. the fall, and I think that kind of lines up with." Where we're at with things, because they, if you, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, there was that news story that they were still trying to finalize that deal with that software company for the headset. Um, so I think that kind of maybe checks out now. My theory also on this is that we've seen the Horizon VR game now a few weeks ago. They showed that off the trailer or whatever. I'm wondering if that could possibly be a launch game for this, because then... Oh, yeah. You have Forbidden West now. You have Holiday. You have a uh, excuse me. You have VR at Holiday with a major launch game like Horizon, which just you know is just came out as a big hit. So you can kind of ride that momentum. Also, I think that game has been in development for a little while. That Horizon VR game, and secondarily, Gorilla made a DLC for the first Horizon game, and I think that they that maybe this. VR title may take the place of having DLC for the game, if that makes sense. So I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I think they may just be making this VR game alongside fire Sprite. I think it is. And that may come out this holiday alongside the VR and alongside with like, like Hitman and all those things you were mentioning. So yeah, again, I'm very, very interested in this. Very excited. I, it may this, I mean, this showcase that's coming up, it may be a big old fat, fat boy. I mean, we may get a bunch of stuff about games and they may be like, oh yeah, PSVR 2 pre-orders are going live on whatever, April, whatever. Well, just, you know, Japan's not very, Japan's Japan's had bad experiences with things called Fat Boy. So, I'm sorry, that was Little Boy. (laughs) Was that Little Boy or Fat Boy? Anyway. Uh, In Fallout, it's a Fat Boy, I think. Okay, that must be where I went with that. Um, I will say that Work work gave me $200 for being vaccinated. So, thanks for my PlayStation VR work. That's at least half of it. It's going to be a four hundred dollar, four hundred dollar baby. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Number three, Shadow Warrior developer Flying Wild Hog also visited the PlayStation blog this week to share that the FPS series' upcoming third entry will launch day one as a PlayStation Now title on March the first. They also shared gameplay footage and various details, but much more important than that, Travis, is that by all accounts, this seems to be the first game to ever launch as a new release on the PlayStation Now service. Perhaps it's nothing, or perhaps it's a sign of things to come as Project Spartacus lingers in the shadows, as we've been discussing. PlayStation Now was originally uh, excuse me, originally announced in January of 2014 at the Consumer Electronics Show and was powered by the technology of Gaikai, which Sony purchased for $380 million in 2012 for the explicit purpose of creating the PlayStation Now service. A year later, at CES 2015, Sony announced that the PlayStation Now would be launching, I'm sorry, the PlayStation Now service would be launching on PS4 that same month. So, very interesting indeed that we're getting what seems to be our first day one new release launching on playstation now so i'd say that's a perhaps a sign of things to come what what would you say what do you make of it yeah i'd definitely say this is like an alpha test for spartacus let's see how this works on on the now service mm-hmm. let's see if there's interest let's see 
if there's any issues, what kind of bugs you run into, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a big enough title that you'll you should have enough volume to really see if it works. Right. Which will be interesting to me. I'm I'm curious if that that purchase has paid for itself yet. Like mm. have they made four hundred million dollars off of PS now? It's a good question. I would I would venture it's close, closer than mm-hmm. I would think. Uh, my my initial thought was there's no way, but then the more I think about it, it's probably not that far off. Hell, they might have actually killed it. I guess you know five dollars a pop. However many people have it, mm-hmm. you know they're buying. I don't know. Maybe maybe whatever. Anyway, yeah, I, I really think this is just like a, an alpha test to see what works for Spartacus, and and it really lets them try everything out, like even to the marketing level, all the way down to like the nuts and bolts of like how it interfaces. Like, you know, it's a really easy entryway to to see how this works yeah i i definitely agree i think that's i think the writing is on the wall i think that's what this is and i think this is perhaps what we can expect as things progress here the one thing about the the service that i was that i didn't mention earlier that i was saving for now is that my only gripe at this point with playstation now is that there has not been a playstation 5 game put on that now I understand we're only in year two, but I think that is one thing that Sony has to do going forward with this new subscription service. If they want to have this catalog of games on the second tier, they have to start putting some PlayStation 5 titles on there and not just PS4. Because even Shadow Warrior is a PS4 game. I really think that they've, they've got to do that to make it a little bit more appealing. Uh, but this is, this is a big deal. You know, it's, and apparently these are good games. These Shadow Warrior game, so a little test run here before we get to to April and probably the real the real thing. And so it's exciting. Number four, Activision Blizzard is set to delay 2023's Call of Duty game, which is in development at Treyarch, according to Bloomberg's Jason Trier. This will be the first time since 2004 that a new premium Call of Duty has not released, and there was a year-long hiatus between the original Call of Duty and its sequel. According to Bloomberg sources, the decision was based on Vanguard failing to meet expectations, which led some Activision executives to believe that they are introducing new titles too quickly. Those same sources also said that although no new premium Call of Duty title would release in 2023, a free-to-play online title is due out next year to help fill the gap. Meanwhile, insider Tom Henderson has speculated that this free-to-play title could be a standalone Zombies uh, zombies Mode spinoff. Call of Duty moving out of 2023 will have massive ramifications for the industry as it has annually been one of the best-selling, if not the best-selling game of the year, with the series selling over 400 million units since it began in 2003. What do you think? So which one are we getting this year? This is, we're in 2022 now, right? I always forget. Yeah. So we're getting Modern Warfare, Warfare 2. 2 the, yeah, Modern right. Warfare 2 this year, which will be fucking awesome. Yeah, so part of the, I think... I think the idea that Modern Warfare 2 is going to be kick-ass is it makes it easier to delay 2023. Oh, yeah. It, so the executives finally saw what, what something we've been preaching about for years was that <laughs> these things don't need to come out every year. And, you know, if you're putting out bangers every year, then, then they perfect, go for it. But that's it's, it's really unattainable to do that. That's not a feasible thing. So mm-hmm. I think this could be a really a good thing for them. Obviously, they're too far along. On Modern Warfare 2, I guess, to really bump this one back. And I don't think they really want to. No. I'm sure it's fine too. Like I'm sure it's a I'm sure it's a great game. Right. I'm sure there was probably some uh, I assume this far out, there's probably some debate about where they even wanted to go with what they were gonna do in twenty twenty three, especially 
when you look at the last few months with Activision, like there might mm. be a whole completely different expectation set for them. Mm. And if you really think about it, like, you know, if, if, if you just purchased a company or we're going to call it a studio, you want it to have your fingerprints on it, right? You just don't want them to release things. Right. And I think it's one thing for them. I mean, by the time that Modern Warfare 2 comes out, like, hell, we, they might still be getting sued for, um, like, you know, fucking Monopoly or whatever the hell it was. Oh, yeah. So, like, that that's different. But, like, going into 2023, like, this is going to be the actual first game that you actually got to touch. And you want that game to be big. You want it to be perfect. You want it to be seamless. So, delaying it, I think, allows them to, like, create a hype and anticipation. Yeah, I, I think that it was needed, honestly. I mean, they need fatigue. to... Yeah, there's some fatigue. I think they've seen that with Vanguard, even though it's still sold, you know, tens of millions. I think it's in the teens, maybe maybe more by now. But, you know, there is some fatigue there. It obviously hasn't sold as well as previous entries, which is a, a good sign of, you know, where things were headed. Um, Modern Warfare 2 is going to be insane. It's going to sell incredibly well. And that's pretty typical of Infinity Ward titles in the series. But it's also curious, too, because 2023 is the year when the Microsoft deal is supposed to go through with them. So did that play a factor? They say it doesn't, that it didn't, did not. But yeah, but it's hard to sit here and say that it doesn't have something to do with it. And uh, honestly, I mean, you don't, it is it is odd because it's odd to sit here and say what I'm, what I'm about to say, but you we honestly don't need Call of Duty every year. I mean, I understand that's the game some people only play all year until the next one comes out, but we don't need it. It's like Assassin's Creed. We don't need a new Assassin's Creed every year. At the same time, I also understand that this is creating a ma- a massive gap, a vacuum in the release schedule in 2023, and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because if it feels like all these companies are going to be like, holy fuck, man. Call of Duty is not going to be there in November. Like we we can we need to release this game in November. You know, people are going to be hungry for something. So, what's going to happen in that time frame in holiday twenty twenty three? That'll be very interesting to see. That sounds like a great time to release SOCOM PlayStation. I'm just saying. I think we'll get a, a Battlefield re release. Oh fucking hell! I, no, no, we don't <laughs> maybe, need maybe that. Maybe they'll remaster <laughs> Battlefield One. Who knows? It's I, I bet some wild shit happens. I bet people. I bet these companies are gonna bend over backwards to try to get something out in that time frame, especially shooters. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it'd be a great time for PlayStation to get a SOCOM revival out, get a shooter out there. That's it. Let's see anything else that I had to say here about this? Uh, Free to play zombies, whatever. You know, that's it's not for me. But uh, the other thing about this is that they are gonna have Warzone two that they're going to release this year too. So even if they only support Modern Warfare 2 for a year, they're going to have, you know, Warzone 2 ongoing and have, you know, be the behemoth that it is too. So they'll be fine. Don't feel bad for them. They'll be fine. Number five, Electronic Arts CEO Andrew Wilson, who doesn't seem afraid to speak the truth here lately, Travis, recently told staff at an internal meeting held in November that the FIFA license is quote-unquote an impediment to the company's ambitions for the annual soccer or football series, depending on what part of the world you're from. According to comments provided anonymously to website Video Games Chronicle, Wilson also told staff that FIFA, the world's governing organization for soccer, 
has prevented EA from expanding the game beyond traditional game modes and into, quote-unquote, broader digital ecosystems. He didn't stop there, however, as he also said that the the only value EA gets from the license in years without a World Cup tournament was, quote, four letters on the front of the box, end quote. (laughs) What do you think about this? I I don't even know what's going on. I'm completely lost. Like, like the game is like people literally say, I'm going to go get FIFA. It's synonymous. It's like Kleenex. It's like saying Madden. Right. Yeah. It does give you more than four letters, dude. Like, don't insult FIFA. I think yeah. an interesting question is what has FIFA done to piss off so many people? Like last year we had all these high level soccer clubs trying to create their own league. Yeah. There's people that are mad at the way that FIFA governs the sport completely. Um, there's some issues with revenue sharing. So like they seem to be missing, pissing off all of their partners, which is fascinating. I don't really know what that's about. But plus they put the world cup in a country that is basically building everything with slave labor. So yeah. Wonderful. Maybe that, you know, if he would have came out and said, Hey, I hate FIFA because they put everything in cutter and people are dying. I, that would have made more sense to me than four <laughs> letters on the front of the box. Uh-huh. And I don't really understand how it's an impediment. Like what other soccer, what are you talking about? What other game modes do you need? What do you mean expand? Like what is a digital ecosystem? You want NFT foot cards? Is that what you want? Like, I don't know what they're asking for specifically. Like he's, he's saying enough. He's not, he's not giving us enough information to have a real answers. Like he's telling us enough that that it could be construed in any way. Yeah. That's kind of annoying to me. It's like you have enough balls to say something, but not enough balls to like actually like full swing here. Just give me the rest. You you can't put it. You know, beat the driver out. Let's just see if you're going to go this far. Might as well hit the damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Just just say you're going to drop FIFA. Just yeah. say that. Say we're dropping FIFA because of X, Y, and Z. That's all we want to yeah. know, and that's fine. Like mm-hmm. somebody will pick up FIFA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it'll be fine. So, but they got to be careful though, because like you know, it's EA and EA fucks up things. So mm-hmm. they fucked up mm-hmm. Battlefield. They fucked up NCAA football. They fucked up Madden. They, mm. that's just what they do they made battle battlefront not fun like that's a mm-hmm. thing that they do so <laughs> I, they're on shaky ground here as far as i'm concerned yeah they couldn't figure out how to continue making an nba game one of the most popular leagues in the world right it's like the second most popular league in the world guys yeah <laughs> can't can't do that either so definitely worrisome definitely worrisome i i'm not convinced that I mean, let me back up. I am convinced that the game itself will be fine. It'll continue selling, you know, 20 million copies a year. Don't get me wrong. Because they have no real competition still. Pez is whatever. And the jury is out on that UCL game. Not UCL. What is that? UFL? UCL? Whatever that game is that we've talked about that's going to be free to play. I don't and, know. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, I think it's UFL or UCL. Um, so the jury's out on that. Obviously, it hasn't released yet. But on the other hand, like, like you said, it's, it's FIFA. Like that's, that's like if they, again, just like you said, it's if, it's like if they dropped the Madden license, you know, it's people are going to still going to call it Madden. They're not going to call it EA NFL football. They're not going to call it EA, you know, world, world cup soccer or whatever the fuck. Like they're not going to, or yeah, EA soccer. Like they're not going to call it that. They're going to call it FIFA. They're going to call it Madden. They're going to call it Coke. They're, you know, they're going to call it. Yeah, you know, they're going to call it Hershey's. I don't know. Like losing the FIFA license might not hurt them, but losing the licenses to the teams can and will hurt them. And yeah. if that comes as a part of the FIFA license, then you need it. Yeah, exactly. 
I just I just think this guy's got some he's got a big swinging dick. He's got some nuts he's throwing around and <laughs> I don't I don't know. I hope it works out for him. Number six, Video Games Chronicle reported that Lego is partnering with publisher 2K Games for a new line of Lego sports games, according to their sources. The two companies have signed a multi-game deal that will start with a football soccer title releasing later this year from developer Sumo Digital. Following that will be an open-world Lego racing game in development at WWE and NBA 2K22 Studio Visual Concepts, which is the same title that leaked out last week and referred to a racing game with a major license, so we're not going to get Midnight Club after all. This racing title is not expected until 2023 and will be followed by a third sports title that is based on a major sports franchise, according to VGC. This partnership also marks the end of the exclusivity deal between LEGO and Warner Brothers Studio TT Games, which has developed virtually every LEGO title since 2005, including the upcoming Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which went gold this week, as well as a new unannounced game from TT Games. What do you think? You ready for some LEGO sports? Well, I, th- I think the obvious answer here is Lego FIFA. 2K Lego FIFA. Oh my God. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, oh, wow. I, here's the thing. I think Would Lego like, FIFA sell more than EA Soccer? No. It, mm. No, because I, I, think, I think the Lego thing is gimmicky. Yeah, that's fair. At the end of the day. Because like, when I think about these Lego games, they're going to be interesting. Uh-huh. They're going to look cool. They always do. They're going to be kind of flashy. You know, it's, it's aimed at kids. It's, it's going to have all those things. Yeah. Will the gameplay be good? Who fucking knows? <laughs> the, 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 it reminds me of um, NBA Playgrounds. Is that what that was? Yeah. Uh, yeah, NBA, and then they had WWE Playgrounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's going to be like that, but with Lego, and that the racing game is going to be kind of like uh, Crash Team Racing. Like, mm. you know, it's a fun game, but like, mm-hmm. it, it, these aren't world beaters. They're just, they're just fun niche games. Yeah. And, um, I'm sure there'll be sevens or eights and they're not going to sell a whole hell of a lot, but they, you know, yeah. they have some nice pedigree and some nice licensing. So they'll definitely be interesting. Yeah. I, I'm moderately intrigued by this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Lego games don't really interest me like the, the Lego star Wars and everything else. Like, but Lego sports games, I don't know. It's possible, depending on what it is. And, you know, the soccer one could interest me. Mm-hmm. The racing game, open world racing game with a major sports franchise. Like, what could that be? Like, how could you could, could, could you do an open world F1 game? Like, I don't understand. I don't I mean, know. there's, there's the, the racing franchises I could think of are F1 and NASCAR, right? Like, I don't know. What else is there? So, F1's the biggest racing in the world. But outside of that, you know, NASCAR yeah. is pretty much America. Yeah, and you, how do you do open world turning in circles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, open world circles doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Um, those cars only go left. Yeah, there's not really another racing league. Like those are like the three biggest racing leagues in the world, other than yeah. IndyCar. But like, that's oh, yeah. really that's also American centric too. Right, right. So I'm I'm very curious about the racing one, uh, especially because, like I said, they they said that it's based on a major sports franchise. That's that's interesting. So. Maybe you're looking at it the wrong way. Maybe it's just like random cars, but they're all themed like the Premier League. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But I, like I said, I'm I'm vaguely intrigued in this. I think this could be something. I think th- these could be hits um, if done correctly. And like you said, they are aimed at a younger audience, but there's a lot of adults that play the Lego games as is. So you throw in sports games, one of the most popular 
one of the most popular genres of games in the world, sports games. Throw that in there. I think there's could be something to that. So we'll see. Number seven, Uncharted is a bona fide box office success after just one week in theaters, according to Sony Pictures Chief Executive Officer Tom Rothman, who sent a company company wide email following the film's first weekend and praised his staff for the film's performance. Rothman told staff, quote, with over $100 million in the box office worldwide in just one weekend and a 90% positive audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, Uncharted is a new hit movie franchise for the company, unquote, franchise. Uncharted enjoyed the fourth biggest opening weekend of all time for a video game adaptation at the U.S. box office with $44 million brought in, putting it behind only 2001's Tomb Raider, 2019's Detective Pikachu, and 2020's Sonic the Hedgehog. The film cost Sony Pictures $120 million to make and has already earned $139 million worldwide at the time of this writing, with a Chinese market release coming in early March. Very impressive. What do you think? I I didn't realize that Detective Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog made so much money. I I did not know that. Yeah, they're making a sequel to Sonic. That's interesting. Yeah, shout out to Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. So this definitely confirms that we're getting another one. Oh, fuck yeah. And you and I both saw it this weekend, and we or yeah. last weekend, and we talked about you know they want to add in the in the sequel they want to add that kick ass scene from Uncharted Four where Drake's getting pulled, mm-hmm. you know, or, or the whole thing, the whole the whole car chase of Uncharted, like the just the badass doing all kinds of cool shit, mm-hmm. like the only mission I wanted to play over and over again, even though I beat it every time. So yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm glad this movie did well just because I want to see what that looks like on on film. As for the movie itself, I I really feel like it got review bombed in, in some ways, in, in a negative way. The audience mm-hmm. score is very high. It is an entertaining movie. And, you know, like we've talked about in a way last week, yeah, yeah, it's not the Godfather or There'll Be Blood, but mm-hmm. it's fun, right? It's, it's a movie yeah. you can watch over and over again. The characters are fun. They're well-written, which we already knew both of those things. Um, they're acted well. I think Mark Wahlberg actually did a really good job of Sully. <laughs> yeah i was surprised he was funny like sully he embodied the character really well mm-hmm. but he still had some mark Wahlberg in it which is what you expect in his roles aside from tom holland's mouth which i can't get over i, th- I think he's <laughs> i thought he was really good um, I just, it just looks mm-hmm. like he has a dip in his mouth and it drives me crazy yeah no i understand it does antonio banderas did not look very good but um he was in the movie yeah. and i wanted yeah, to yeah. see that one girl's tits so i think that you know we <laughs> <laughs> everything you want in a movie yeah yeah but no, the movie was fun and it started off like you know i could see a critic turning this movie on and having never played the games not getting it like yeah the way the movie Absolutely. starts in the opening scene like there's crates hanging out of a plane he's jumping around it's clearly not realistic how he's jumping but he's sure. moving the way he moves on the game you know he's jumping like he does on the game so like if you're familiar with the lore of Uncharted, you've played the games before, all of that is familiar and it's, it, it is what happens, right? Yeah. You know, I can see where the characters, you know, maybe it's easier for us to fill in the gaps a little bit because we know the characters so well. So, mm-hmm. but, but that, again, that's why the audience score is so high. So, yeah. No, I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. I would recommend you go see it. It's fun. You know, we need to support our PlayStation movies and TV shows if we want them to do well. And this one is something that you can support and wholeheartedly not feel bad about it. <laughs> it it surprised me. I really enjoyed it. You know, there are some things, like you said, it's a movie. You have to suspend your disbelief. It's, it's the same as it is in a video game. You know, like 
he's jumping between whatever pallets, you know, that are hang, hanging off a plane. Like, obviously, you have to suspend some disbelief to see a movie in general. But I was really surprised by it. I, I thought that the, like you said, the, the acting was better than I expected. And the chemistry between Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, right. Wahlberg was pretty good, actually. And I don't know, man. It hit, it hit the mark for me. Uh, I definitely think uh-huh. that they can do bigger and better things even with a sequel now that they kind of now they have kind of set the tone they know they're they know how to do it i think they can make it even better and yeah it it definitely caught me by surprise a little bit but i i I enjoyed it and uh yeah tom holland's mouth did bother me as well but i i don't i don't mind him as nathan drake and no i like him it's just his mouth i just look yeah and I, i think that people's in my i said this too because you know obviously tom is a young guy Mark Wahlberg, he's, he's, he's like 50, but he's, he looks young because he's in shape and everything. So, you know, solely in the game is like this gray mustache, like salt and pepper kind of guy, you know, you can, he's like grandpa a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, Nathan Drake is, he's not as young as Tom Holland appears to be, but, and without spoiling the movie, it, it explains if you pay attention, all of that explain it gets explained yeah, as to why well. people look the way they look and how mm-hmm. old they are and whatnot. It's it, long story short, without spoiling anything, it's clear. And then based off Mr. Tom Rothman's comments here, that this is going to be a franchise. Okay, so this was the origin story of these mm-hmm. characters in a way, and they will we they will age with the movie franchise as it continues. Is yeah, what they're I, obviously going for. I just I enjoy that the 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 comedy of it like it's it's yeah like just the comedy is the kind of comedy i like in movies and in storytelling um would you say i was gonna say it's like indiana jones mixed with bad boys is what it kind of what's oh, going yeah, on yeah that's bad boys humor is perfect uh, would, yeah would you say would you like it more than the the first kingsman than the first kingsman yeah mm, I, that's hard to say king i think it's kingsman yeah. i think kingsman is better but i think uncharted is the best video game movie i've ever seen I'll give you that. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would think. I even think Uncharted is better than some of the other entries in like major franchises, like Batman, like Batman Forever. Was it Batman uh, Forever or yeah. Batman and Robin? Like one of them sucks. Whichever one that Joel Schumacher did, I think he may have done too. But anyway, like it's a Uncharted's a way better movie, right? Than some other major IPs have had. Is my point. So I don't think I don't think there's another video game movie that's close to it. Like yeah. Again, I haven't seen Detective Pikachu. No, well, whatever. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, I, yeah, you know, because free was it called Free Guy? That's not really a video game movie. No, no, is... based off a of video game itself is what you're right. saying, right? Yeah. yeah, it's different. There's, it's just in its, it's in its own place. Yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend seeing it. I definitely recommend seeing it. I think it's, and the last thing I want to say before we move on here, because I know we're getting, we're, we're taking too much time here, but. The moments where they start playing the theme music from the game, mm-hmm. fucking loved that. There, there's there's two or three instances where they play the theme music from the games, and it's fucking awesome. Right. And there's a ton of Easter eggs in there, there in the movie. Uh, there's several Easter eggs, and enjoyed it. Just, I mean, it's fan service. You know, it's it's right. perfect, but it's also it's also made in a way that people who have no idea what it is can can enjoy it and get into it. Number eight, 
Sony announced the March PlayStation Plus lineup of free games this week. PlayStation 5 owners can enjoy parkour, sword fighting, FPS, Ghost Runner, while PS4 players will receive Survival MMO Arc, Survival Evolved, Racing Game, Team Sonic Racing, and both PS5 and PS4 users will get a bonus game this month. Cooperative multiplayer title, Ghost of Tsushima Legends. All games will be available starting Tuesday, March the 1st. What do you think about the lineup? Uh, it's okay. Uh, you know, Ghost of Tsushima is the only thing that really saves it, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, okay. I think Sonic Team Racing is, is fun for a lot of people. I, I know mm-hmm. people that enjoy it as kind of like a time killer. Mm-hmm. You know, Ghost Runner was a game I was interested in when I first saw it, but I uh, I just don't see that. doesn't hold my attention, and Ark Survival definitely doesn't hold my attention. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's okay. People are very high on this uh this month's offerings very positive about it and well good i I think it's i think it's a you know it's a good month it's an okay month ghost runner whatever you know it's whatever arc is very popular team sonic racing is for sure arc is very popular for sure yeah and then team sonic racing is very well regarded my understanding and then um but for me like you said the standout would be ghost of sushima legends which i cannot re-download because it's like 60 gigabytes on ps5 to get that for some reason. Number nine, we also have a bunch of news nuggets here. Travis, feel free to jump in and join me. First nugget, several PlayStation titles received recognition at this year's DICE Awards. Deathloop won for Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction. Ratchet and Clank won Family Game of the Year. Outstanding Achievement in Animation. Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction. And Outstanding Technical Achievement. And Returnal won both Outstanding Achievement in Audio Design as well as Original Music Composition. Pretty pretty nice little hole there for PlayStation games. I still think Ratchet & Clank is just a tad overrated. I guess that's another spicy take for you guys. Next nugget, website gamesindustry.biz reported that publisher Ubisoft is expanding its internal research and development program, Ubisoft LaForge. Great name. With teams now operating at five of their studios across the world, LaForge historically had only operated out of Ubisoft Montreal and is credited with creating the choreograph animation technology last seen in Far Cry 6, the face shifter tech that generates realistic faces for NPCs, and the smart nav tech that enables NPCs to move the same way as players. This is uh, pretty neat, and it sounds like Ubisoft is ramping up. You know what LaForge means in Spanish? Well, I don't. It means the forge. Do you know what it means in French? What? The Forge. Oh, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm assuming no. that's what it means in French. So anyway, I, I don't... Do, so do they do they use the face shitter animation on um, Cyberpunk when they commit suicide? Is that what that is? <laughs> well, I don't know. They definitely use smart nav tech for that so they can yeah. move the same way as players who jump off buildings. You know, I'd love to see smart nav on, on the next GTA because it is kind of funny how robotic the NPCs are in that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, next nugget here. Epic Games is preparing to offer full-time positions with benefits, friends with benefits, to contract QA testers here in the United States. I'll play games while I get blown. That sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) Chinese communist mega publisher Tencent has purchased a majority stake in Edmonton-based developer Inflection Games. Inflection was formerly owned by a company called Improbable, who has begun divesting from first-party game development to focus on the metaverse. Smart. Inflection is led by former EA Bioware executive Aaron Flynn, 
In their first game, a survival crafting game called Nightingale is still set to launch later this year in early access on PC. Tencent also acquired Polish developer and publisher 1C Entertainment. So mm. here go the communists again. Right. What, a, think, what a week to be, to be doing that shit. Right. I think they're also trying to, to buy Taiwan. I think they are. Also, developer Iron Galaxy Studios will expand and open a third studio in Nashville, Tennessee, Cashville. The company announced, founded in 2008, the creators of Killer Instinct are also the second largest independent developer in the United States. Very wow. interesting. I did not know that. Killer Instinct is familiar, but I, I can't place it. I, feel I believe like that's a it. yeah. I believe that's a fighting game. I believe okay. that's a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Also, an Activision Blizzard shareholder has filed a lawsuit against the company, alleging that the publisher withheld information to convince shareholders to vote, vote in favor of the sixty-eight point seven billion dollars sell to Microsoft. So there's just another hurdle they've got to jump over. That's an easy way to settle out of court. That's so easy. Right. I, I think they got just waiting for a million. payday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, sixty-eight billion. Let me get some of this. <laughs> Website Video Games Chronicle reported that Dragon Age Four is in the middle of production and progressing well, according to developer Bioware, who also says that the communication cycle for the game will start up later this year. Bioware also revealed that Mass Effect Five is in the prototyping phase, so ways off for that one. Elden Ring launched this week and is officially one of the best critically reviewed games of all time as it currently sits at a score of 97 on Metacritic and 96 on OpenCritic. It is also experiencing a few technical issues such as frame drops and loss of save data on PS5. Developer from software says that a patch is imminent and that ray tracing will come to PS5, the PS5 version of the game at a later date. It's pretty wild that it's scored so high. I mean, I know nobody really expected that, I don't think. Yeah, they expected it to be good, but not like right. fucking world beater all time. Yeah, like like the best ever. I I saw a yeah. screenshot of a guy with a huge spider. I'm fucking out. Yeah, I, I thought about getting it, but I talked myself out of it when I I read a pretty good article from from a journalist on CNET and uh, who is similar to my experiences playing these sorts of games. So that kind of resonated with me, and it sounds like it's not for me. Yeah, also, people were, people were saying that they played it for sixty hours and still hadn't beat it. Okay. <laughs> One of my workers is like rock hard about it. So, oh yeah, I can't wait to I can't wait till Wednesday to see what he has to say about it when I see him again. There's no telling. Probably, probably still will want to you know beat the first boss and played it for a hundred hours. He told me. He told me. I forget now, but he told me he spent like like five hours on the Dark Souls tutorial or something like that. Like he just couldn't Christ. get past the tutorial. Jesus. Next nugget. Publisher Square Enix stated in its recent financial briefing that their Guardians of the Galaxy game had, quote, undershot initial expectations, end quote. They're not having a good year. (laughs) Dark Pictures Anthology developer Supermassive Games has filed a trademark for a new game called The Quarry, with VGC sources claiming that the project will be published by 2K Games sometime later this year. This is great. So 2K is going to buy the Flintstones, and then you're going to be a Lego Fred Flintstone in The Quarry. (laughs) Oh, God. It's an MMO. Oh, Jesus. Publisher and Embracer Group subsidiary THQ Nordic has acquired performance capture cinematic specialist studio Metric Minds, whose most recent project was, you may have heard of this one, Horizon Forbidden West. Website Pushsquare reported that EA's dodgeball game Knockout City will go totally free to play starting with season six later this year. Developer Velen Studios is also cutting ties with EA, so it's no longer EA's game, and will self-publish the game moving forward. Told EA to go fuck themselves. Right. That Knockout City was... Those four words are really holding them back. 
they wouldn't let them go into other game modes they wanted to go into. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all all Knockout City got off EA was two letters on the box or two words on the box. Right. They they mm-hmm. didn't want World Cup EA either. Yeah. This War of Mine developer, 11-Bit Studios, announced that over the next week, it will donate the all-game profits to the Ukrainian Red Cross to help war victims. The game is currently on sale for 80% off on the PlayStation Store. Sony finally began rolling out the auto-uploading of game captures to the PlayStation app in the Americas this week, following a bit of a false start. All captures will remain available on the mobile app for 14 days following their creation. I've already used it, and it's wonderful. (laughs) Also, website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that business consultancy firm Profit has ranked PlayStation in the top 10 brands in the United States in their 2022 Brand Relevance Index. The top 10 most relevant U.S. brands, according to them, are Apple at number one, followed by Peloton, Spotify, Bose, Android, Instant Pot, PlayStation at seven, Fitbit, TED, whatever the fuck that is, and USAA. What is TED? What is TED, honestly? Is it not TED Talks? I don't know. Fuck. But well, so, first of all, Peloton. All of their, I thought, I thought all of their upper management sold a bunch of stock and it like plummeted. Yeah, I think they're like, I think they're like crashing hard. Good, good job, guys. He's a stationary bike. You can't even ride it. But everybody's thinking about them because they're the second most relevant brand in America. There's an index that rates companies, mm-hmm. like like negative 100 to positive 100. I forget what it's called now. I would love to. I would love to see where PlayStation is on that. I might try to look that up. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's like a net score. It's it's pretty impressive that they are seventh. So I did try to look for some context on this because obviously this leaves out like heavy hitters like Coca-Cola, you know, McDonald's, uh, Walmart, Microsoft, Microsoft. My understanding is that these are the these are the brands that people like, I guess, like what, how, how, did, how was it put? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, like and notice like positive. Yeah, like Coca-Cola is just there. Like they're not doing anything like exciting. Like they're just a mainstay of American culture. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, like yeah. like Apple is iPhone fucking everybody has it. And then like you said, Peloton and whatever. So Yeah. It's like they're active, I guess is what the what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> I feel like the guys at Instapot are like, Well, how the fuck did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> I saw some funny comments on Reddit. Somebody said, Yeah, I gotta give it to in- Instant Pot. My PlayStation definitely can't cook a roast in thirty minutes. <laughs> fucking killed me Uh, fucking killed me all right next nugget ps4 and pc crossplay has now come to fall guys with the season six mid-season update an insider at website avatar news claims that there are four avatar the last airbender games in development including an rpg for all you fucking nerds out there horizon forbidden west has arrived in sackboy a big adventure as free dlc for all you fucking nerds <laughs> Square Enix has filed another trademark, Travis, for 90s platformer Gex. I believe I owned this one on PS1 back in the day, this time in Japan. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, Dying Light 2, War Thunder, Deep Rock Galactic, Neverwinter, Path of Exile, Overwatch, Destiny 2, No Man's Sky, Smite. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, F1 2021, Rust, and Call of Duty Warzone. So if you've been waiting for some fixes or some new content, you might check those out. Also, content creator Specklizer, Specklizer, never heard of him, has somehow been snooping around in the Last of Us Part 2 game files 
and found three armor models for LA for a multiplayer mode, as well as six backpacks for a multiplayer mode that are labeled Assault, Melee, Sniper, Stealth, Support, and Tactical, perhaps hinting at what is to come in factions. Very interesting. I think that's coming out this year, by the way. This is my just my theory. In VR. I think that I think that's the fall game. That strikes me as like September, and then we get VR in November. Yeah, you get a nice dark game for when it starts to get dark outside. Mm -hmm. Next nugget, Sony Interactive Entertainment has filed a new patent for accelerated ray tracing for the PS5. The patent was filed by one Mark Cerny, PlayStation 5 system architect. My theory on this is that it's for the PlayStation 5 Pro that's going to come out probably in a couple of years. Yeah, I just I keep imagining that it only traces people named Bray, <laughs> and very quickly, yeah. might I add, Ray Romano, Ray Romano, Ray Romano. <laughs> Get it? Oh man, Horizon Forbidden West was the most downloaded game in the United Kingdom last week, with sixty-seven percent of yeah. digital sales occurring on the PlayStation Five. A PSN database leak has revealed something related to the upcoming Ghostwire Tokyo called Prelude: The Corrupted Case File, perhaps a demo for the game. Developer Still City Interactive shared new gameplay footage this week for Esports Boxing Club, featuring improved punch animations, camera angles, and the game's launch roster of boxers. Very excited about this. Please be good. I know. I fucking know. Developer Ukes, the former developer of 2K's WWE series, revealed that the upcoming All Elite Wrestling game will feature cross-platform play. And Ryan from Australia, Australian Ryan, is just bricked up rock are, hard right now are these the guys that made the one where like people were like falling yes. through the mat? okay this is gonna that's be correct. fucking amazing that's correct that's correct yes. <laughs> ryan loves to tweet about aew wrestling so i know he's that's fucking okay. all in on this they, they, didn't they just have some some headliners leave uh that, you know, know sure sure well, what i'll have to get we'll have to get his comment on that I, he he listens occasionally we'll have to see if he gets this far and if he can comment on that i think there's a guy named cody with a neck tattoo to the left correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> next nugget ubisoft announced a seventh year of content for rainbow six siege this week which will include a new operator new maps and a new permanent game mode which will be team deathmatch seven years of content that is wow. fucking incredible remember when destiny tried to have 10 straight years of stuff are they still doing that <laughs> uh no it appears a native PlayStation 5 version of off-road uh, driving sim game SnowRunner is on the way as retailer Target has posted a PS5 pre-order page for the game. New images posted by Capcom on the Resident Evil History webpage has sparked rumors of Resident Evil Code Veronica and Resident Evil Outbreak remasters. The fucking what? The history webpage? Yeah, yeah there's a history. You know, Probably on the game's website, there's a history. Fascinating. It's fascinating to me the things that people get like nothing to get interested in that doesn't really surprise me but it's things that a lot of people get like there's enough people interested in resident evil that it has its own history webpage it's just yeah it's like it's it's niche but it's not in a way it's like below niche it's above niche but below like hello kitty (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah people love it next nugget platinum games announced the details regarding season one of babylon's fall content if you're interested the game is going to quietly launch this week on March the 3rd for both PS4 and PS5, and a free demo is currently available. This game has zero hype. Zero hype. <laughs> Developer Milestone announced that motorbike racing game MotoGP 22 will launch on PS4 and PS5 on April 21st. 
Website Gamatsu reported that Capcom announced Street Fighter 6 over the weekend, but no release date or platforms were announced. Capcom also announced the Capcom Fighting Collection. How many times can I say Capcom? For PS4, which will include 10 classic Capcom fighting <laughs> games, complete with an online rollback netcode. The collection will launch worldwide on June 24th and features Darkstalkers, Night Warriors, Vampire Savior, Vampire Hunter 2, Vampire Savior 2, Red Earth, Cyberbots, Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, and Hyper Street Fighter 2 Capcom. And I have not heard of any of those fucking games. Who made them? Capcom. Okay. Next nugget. <laughs> Developer Frozen District announced House Flipper 2. It will launch sometime in 2023, but no platforms were announced, and Travis is bricked up for that one. Yeah, I missed the first one. <laughs> see what I did there? Bricked yeah, up for it. House Flipper? Yeah. If this is like <laughs> if this was if this was like House Flipper 2 Sim, uh-huh. like your wife would leave you in the middle of it. And they, but you would stay, <laughs> but you, you would you would continue the business together uh, because you're invested. So. Yeah, you did it. You're doing it for the kids. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> also, publisher East Asia Soft announced a physical PS5 version of horror themed fighting game Omen of Sorrow, but no release date was given. Roguelike dungeon crawling cult building game. That's correct. Cult of the Lamb will come to PS4 and PS5 sometime later this year, according to publisher Devolver Digital. Morbidly curious about that. It's Devolver Digital. I mean, you know, they'll be solid. Third-person action RPG Enclave HD, a remastered version of the original game, will release on PS4 sometime this summer. It is being developed by Payday series developer Starbreeze Studios. Interesting. Publisher Ziggurat Inter- Interactive announced World Championship Boxing Manager 2, a sequel to the 1990 original, and it will release on PS4 sometime this spring. Wow. Pre- those of you who have been waiting. <laughs> Waited 22 fucking years. Well, you're bad at math. 32 fucking years, sorry. <laughs> 32 years. Wow. Right. You, you guys are finally going to get paid off for that. That's just, that's probably how long it's going to take for me to get Little Devil inside. Thirty-two years. Oh, I forgot that. I forgot that still isn't out. See, see. And finally, Travis Gamatsu reported that publisher Curve Games will bring a cooperative cyberpunk isometric action RPG, The Ascent, to both PS4 and PS5 on March twenty-fourth. PlayStation Plus subscribers can pre-order now and get the game for 10% off its its normal price of $29.99. And it is like Dead Nation meets Cyberpunk. Very, very interested in this. I played it on Game Pass, and it's it's a fun game. And you can co-op with up four people, I think. So anyway, that's all for the news this week. And I'll kick it over to Travis now for this week's new games. 21st, we have Dragons in Space. Can you imagine? (laughs) On the 22nd, we have Monster Crown. Truck Driver Premium Edition, which gives you, um, comes with um, like $100 in hooker credits. <laughs> yeah, a lot of lizards. <clears throat> On the 23rd, we have Dr. Oil. Monster oh. Crown again. Also, it comes out on two straight days. Oh, Sa- fuck me. I, I, I just copy and paste. It's coming out twice. Uh, <laughs> Sam and Max, this time it's virtual. I Soul bet. Cresta. On the 24th, we have Martha is Dead, finally. Yeah. On the 25th, we have Atelier Sophie 2. Oh, God. The Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream. Yeah. Atelier Sophie 2. Okay, whatever. I don't speak this <laughs> language. Uh-huh. Elden Ring, the aforementioned yeah. greatest game of all time, according to Metacritic. Uh, Elden Apparently. Ring. Grid Legends, which 
you talk about not having any high pomp or circumstances it fell off the fucking map it did it just stealth released yeah, yeah just a fucking yeah the trailer came out and everybody's like okay this is interesting and then they were like fuck let's just put the game out it's getting like sevens on metacritic it's like a very mediocre game apparently oh, i wouldn't even have guessed that lastly we have monarch with a k yes correct so obviously the big big world beater this week is elden ring and then uh, Martha is Dead is that game that's centered on PlayStation uh, because they cut the face off of the corpse and wear it like uh, what's his face from the office so Dwight Dwight yeah so they that's censored I mean how else are you supposed to wear it like what do they want <laughs> I mean if you're gonna go through the trouble of cutting it off you might as well put it on I mean <laughs> you feel me yeah, you guys feel me out there please make sure you put that in your psychological profile <laughs> whoever the fuck was listening at the FBI certainly will. All right. So that's all for the new games this week. And Travis, let's start to wrap this thing up here by discussing what we've been playing and anything that we're looking forward to. It's on your mind. Well, I played, I played FIFA this week. I didn't play a whole hell of a lot. Um, I meant to get out a couple of nights and I was, just didn't make it. So I wanted to play some insurgency, but anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, the, you left me in the fucking trenches is what I you did. did. Literally taking grenades. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so my uh, my one-star scout found a dude that I signed, and he's like a 64, and he's 16. I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, he, he found him <laughs> randomly in England, oh, and I was just like, cool, I'm going to sign him. Because yeah. his, his potential gap was gigantic. But I signed him. I have no idea how good he'll be. He doesn't have, like, you know the status? It'll say, like, showing great potential or whatever. Oh, yeah. None of that's there. So I, I assume he'll <laughs> cap out at about a 70, but he's he speeds in the 80s. And for League 2, he's good. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, other than that, I found a couple of decent guys. I found a, a goalkeeper who's 15 in the, in the mid-60s, but um, I already good. have that other keeper. So I'll probably uh, just sell that guy at some point. And then I had a CDM that I moved to striker and he went up 10 overall. So odd. Yeah. He's like a 64 now and he's 16. And I just last, last night I um, loaned him out to see if he'll glitch him up even higher. Uh, but he's not bad. He's, 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 his speed's a little slow right now, but he'll be good eventually. Other than that, um, I'm, I'm leading league two by like four or five points. Um, not a whole lot. Sick. Uh, I've tied a bunch, which is what I expected. Usually the first year, it's, you know, you tie, ties good. But um, I've managed yeah. to squeak out enough wins to be in first place, which surprised me. I'm in like the Kabaro Cup third round, I think. But like I've gotten really good draws. So like, like Chelsea was playing Man City and then like I was playing Brentford or somebody like that. Like it was just giving me these beautiful draws, which is good because it, I I get more money that way. So I'm cool with it. Right. But yeah, I'll definitely, I should win the Papa John's cup since it's just league one and two. I should, and I should get promoted. There shouldn't be a problem there. Uh, the other two cups, the Cabarro cup and the FA cup, like as soon as I get a, a good, a good draw, I'm going to lose. I already know that, but uh, it, it just hasn't happened yet. But um uh, I'm six days away from uh, GT7. How you feeling? So oh, I'm excited. I'll get more excited probably than probably you know like on Tuesday or Wednesday while I'm at work and I just don't want to be there because I want to play. Mm-hmm. I'm excited right now to I, you know, I've been watching some gameplay. The embargo lifts the day before for reviews and then streaming 
lifts 24 hours before so the at midnight the day before so actually for us it'll be even earlier because i'm sure there'll be, be people st- streaming in australia and stuff that, that i'll be able to watch um there's some really cool videos there's a stacked video uh, that shows like the actual willow springs track and then the video game underneath it okay oh yeah i've seen that yeah it's just like there's there's people that were commenting like it looks like gt sport and it's like yeah because you have a shitty tv like buy decent equipment and you'll see the difference like if you look yeah. at it on like a 4k monitor like it it's it's hard to tell which one is real it's insane and, yeah like i can tell because the buildings look off to me but that's because sure. of course they didn't scan the buildings in the same way right you yeah, know it's they're really in the distance mm-hmm. but yeah it's cool um i'm excited about it but definitely want to kill some people this week on insurgency <sighs> we'll fucking see drive some people into the wall mm-hmm. maybe and i'm really stoked about vring in gt7 like that's i'm i'm really excited about that because i could put on my i could put on my helmet and my vr headset you can you can <laughs> you can you can be fully immersed you'll be you can be fully brick, bricked up <laughs> yeah so i also played some fifa 22 i think just over the weekend a little bit actually because I, di- I didn't play any fifa during the week uh, i did play some insurgency one night and recorded some footage for the youtube god i fucking love that game and i can't i'm excited for the the ps5 update when they update the the graphics and stuff it's already 4k 60 but like the i'm assuming they're going to update like the textures and like the mod the character models and stuff so Mm. that'd be pretty awesome and then i really am hoping that they add support for the dual sense triggers and everything because oh man that that might be some of my that might be the best shooting in a video game if they add like trigger effects and stuff yeah that'd be awesome the guns are all already like so satisfying uh, then played some more Cyberpunk 2077. I def I definitely can still recommend it to this point on the PS5 version. Anyway, uh, I'm into it. I'm 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 in a bad spot right now because, like I said last week, I have three open world RPGs that I want to play right now. Um, I didn't even get to Dying Light this week, um, but I but I would like to. And then the last thing that I played was Horizon Forbidden West. I actually played some before we started recording this evening. I'm probably like 15 to 17 hours in and I'm like scratching the surface. I feel like I am now in the Forbidden West, as it were, uh, past the little kind of like prologue area or whatever. So I don't know. I'm just kind of, you know, playing at my pace, doing the quest, including the side quest and so on. So I'm just working my way through it. I, the game is fucking phenomenal. It looks so good. I can't stop taking pictures in it. That's what's keep really keeping me from already have progressed even further. John has already platinum as a motherfucker. He platinum did in like 31 hours. The fuck so, is he doing? Did he take, take two days off? I don't know. He said he was sick. So he took a couple of days oh, off. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, my ass. <laughs> yeah. My asshole. But uh, yeah, he's already platinum the game. So he's, he's done with it. Whatever. I'm so jealous. Uh, like it's going to take me weeks to do it, but yeah, I love that game. And I, before we started recording, I was, doing a side quest and I had to fight a it's called a shell snapper which is a giant snapping turtle man that guy was a motherfucker so mm-hmm. he killed me one time and then I, I finally got him but mm-hmm. big giant fucker jumping at you and shooting stuff at you whatever so uh, yeah, I don't think I was like Crash Bandicoot <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, great game excellent so far excellent can't recommend that enough I, I will say with, with the sudden emergence of Elden Ring and Horizon West, like the game of the year conversation has suddenly gotten a lot more interesting, especially yeah. if Ragnarok does come out 
in the mm-hmm. middle of the year in the summer like all of a sudden it's like okay mm-hmm. we've gotten 15 games that could win yeah and we knew we we had an idea that it was going to be this way this year that right. there was going to be just a lot of heat coming in 2022 and the the crazy thing is we the cra- I had a stroke there for a second. The crazy thing is that we still don't know a lot of what is coming out like we've talked about, especially in the second half of the year. But um, you know, you're gonna have Horizon, you're gonna have Elden Ring, you're gonna have God of War, you're gonna have Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, all in the game of the year race, and probably others as well. So that's crazy. So and then the last thing I want to say, I'm you you forgot. I'm not gonna let you forget though. But not only does Gran Turismo 7 come out on March the 4th, so does The Batman. And you're absolutely going to watch The Batman with me at some point next weekend. <laughs> you're right. I completely forgot it was a thing. <laughs> it's fucking happening. Maybe not the 4th, because, you know, we got the pod, the podcast we got to record, and you got your Gran Turismo, but we have to go see that movie that weekend. I saw a trailer. Oh, it was before Uncharted. We saw another trailer for it. Oh, we did? I thought we did. I don't know. I must have been. I must have been asleep for that. Uh, maybe I saw it before the Liam Neeson movie I watched. Um, that was probably what it was. Yeah. Yeah. If you get bored, look up. Look up Robert Pattinson on the red carpet. And he. I've I've seen a clip of him. God, he, what is he dressed like? He's dressed like it's 1990. Like I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> That's who he is, man. He's super fucking weird. But I, I did see that. Did you see the story where he said he lied about all the bullshit he said in the interviews during the Batman? He was like, I yeah, I, I didn't learn my lines and I quit working out. And he's like, yeah, I just made all that up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking he love did, him. <laughs> so he, the, he was just lying about that to throw people off. Yeah. He was just like, oh, I was just, I hate doing interviews. <laughs> God, <damn it. laughs> God, that's you. Uh, he's you. That's your spirit animal. But, uh, all right. Anyway, so that's all we've got. That's all I've got. Let's get out of here. It's been a good show. We had a good run. You guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. It'll get delivered right to your podcast feed, wherever that may be. Also, if you'd be kind enough to rate us or review us, leave us some stars, thumbs up, whatever it is on your podcast service, that'd be much appreciated. And then, of course, and most importantly, if you would share us with a friend or a loved one who you think may enjoy a PlayStation podcast where they can get everything in less than 90 minutes each and every week. And then, of course, don't forget, if you want to talk with us, reach out to us. Tell us we suck or you enjoyed it or you just want to talk a little bit of PlayStation. Find us on the Twitter at the DualSense Pod, as well as Instagram and Facebook, if you prefer. We, I forgot to mention that I am posting a lot of Horizon virtual photography that I mentioned I've been taking. That is on the Instagram, so you can check that out there if you're interested. We'll let you guys go. Have a great week, and we'll talk at you next time.